It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kevin Sully coming to you from Austin, Texas. Gordon Mack is back on the beach and in his car. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning. I like Galveston so much. Three weeks later, decided to come back for another week. Uh, back in the car, back in the parking lot of the McDonald's. I have yet to visit the McDonald's. I haven't eaten anything from this specific McDonald's here, uh, but I just used their internet. Uh, Airbnbs in Galveston, man, they do not have good internet. Um, I'm 0 for 2 on internet. They're, you know the internet's bad when in the Airbnb in the directions it said, internet is best in kitchen. Mm. And this is okay. a studio Airbnb. So it's literally the bed is five feet from the kitchen. And if you can't, if you, if you can't get the internet sitting in your, in your bed, it's not good internet. So I had to come over here to the McDonald's to do this pod weekly pod, daily pod, man. We're, we're not, we're not giving up. <laughs> we aren't. Are, are the costs of the Airbnb at least affordable? Are you getting your money's worth even though there's no internet? Oh Yeah. Uh, it was only, it's like, uh, less than a hundred bucks a night. We're right by okay. pleasure pier. Have you ever heard of pleasure pier? I, I have not. I have not. It's a great pier. It has roller coasters <laughs> and Ferris wheels and, uh, yeah, log flumes on it. So I'm going to check that out probably tomorrow. You don't want to give away too much information because then people are going to start showing up to the podcast location and trying to get That's on the true. show and bang on your car windows again, like they did, uh, last week. Yeah. I know those were the... Those were actually podcast fans who interrupted you a couple weeks ago in that location, right? Yes, they were podcast fans. Uh, it's crazy. The thing has just taken off ever since we've gone <laughs> on the road with this pod. It's just like mayhem. I mean, college football is nice with their like game day atmosphere, but the McDonald's parking lot in Galveston uh, can give them a run for their money. <laughs> on, on today's show, we wanted to uh, we want to simulate the the women's outdoor championships. We did the men's last week, and then you and Lincoln didn't have the chance to do the women's because of the the breaking news about Salwaid Nasser. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about a new meet, a new virtual meet that's popping up. Uh, also, a quick note though, if people have been following the Salwaid Nasser case, I did an interview with Brett Clothier, the head of the AIU, yesterday who didn't answer specific questions about the case, but gave a lot more information on whereabouts violations. And for anybody who has the question of, well, if she had three missed tests, three whereabouts violations before the world championships, why was she allowed to compete? Or why is any athlete allowed to compete in that situation? He broke it down there so you can get more info there. I know if you listen to yesterday's podcast, Lincoln was pretty confused at the whole process, and I, I was as well. But we, we talked to the person who's in charge of that that operation, and they gave uh, he gave he gave some details that they give you a, a a better understanding of 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 the issue. Do you did you agree with him? His reasoning. Well, basically the the process is this: if it's a failed test, you can pull somebody immediately. So if they had a failed test a week before, boom, 
like you can you can you can do a provisional suspension with whereabouts failures they need time to do an actual investigation before they pull somebody and that's that's just the the process that's in that's that that's the process that's in place and like lincoln and i were talking about yesterday it's like you know imagine the situation where you pull somebody and then later on a month later you realize whoops that was that was an error so there's a lot of yeah. investigating that 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 goes on so um it seems it seems to me that that they're following wada code here they're following what what the what the experts or what what the people who make the rules are are, are suggesting and that's just i mean it's there's no good option for the situation right because now you're in now we're in the position that we're in right now where she went and missed a a fourth test and then they did end up ultimately issuing a charge but the alternative could happen as well too so it's like it's bad on both it's bad on both sides but in order to uh, have transparency and and like a fair process they're not going to pull someone immediately after the third missed test without doing more investigating into it basically yeah i mean it's interesting you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you, you can mm-hmm. overcompensate or undercompensate either way you can you uh it can look bad yeah in both in both directions so yeah uh exactly. what do you, what do you, i saw there's, there's been some a lot of news i mean we're going to talk about the women's outdoor championships but so something hit the wire on June 8th. It's June 9th. We're recording this pod. The NCAA announced that they are full steam ahead on having fall sports. So I'm sure every podcast and their mom has been talking about college football. Is it happening? Literally every sports podcast every four days is like, here's the status on whether or not fall sports are coming back with college campuses, the student population. Are they going to be on campus, online, this, that, the other thing? NCA got out in front of that and announced that they're planning on doing it. I mean, things can always change, but as of right now, they are planning on having fall championships, which is great for our viewers because cross country, one would say, is the best season the, in my mind. So I'm excited. It's, a, it's, it's the biggest fall sport, I think, is what you're trying to say. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking at this, this, this statement from Linda Teeler. They never said that they were off. So nothing has actually changed here. They're just reaffirming that it's still that that it's still on. And and then there's this sentence here. It says the plan at this time is to keep the same format, same timelines, and same previously determined sites for fall championships. This approach is consistent with what we've heard from the membership in terms of current planning. We continue to acknowledge the ongoing uncertainty about the spread of the virus and the different actions and approaches states are taking to address it may cause modifications to be made to the playing. Etc. 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 So, yeah, it's it's better than them saying it's completely off, of course. But it's just it's it's reaffirming, um, what we've already known. And I mean, you're in agreement with me. It's just as football goes, so goes everything else, right? I just want to know what someone does on a daily, like work week, you know, from nine to five, that works on the competition oversight committee. Like, what do they do? They just hang out. All right, today's today's uh, schedule is uh, okay. Let's have sports. Cool. <laughs> like, what is the competition oversight? What are they overseeing? What are they? Well, what do they talk prob- about? They- I thought you were going to say, "What does someone do on a daily podcast?" And I could tell you to to look back at the recent episodes. But uh, I'm guessing it's not a full time job. People serve on committees in 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 part time or volunteer capacities all the time. But yeah, I. 
July will we know more? Mid-July? Like, when are we well, actually going to... Because camps open up when? End of July? Yeah. The first For football, football you're talking game about? game is like end of August, right? So they probably have like 30 days of, of training camp, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd think... I mean, the NBA needs almost two months of, of training camp, so you'd think that, that football would at least get that much. Yeah, it's... It's wait and see. We're not going to know, but as soon as I think as soon as football makes a decision strongly one way or the other, then it's gonna it's gonna happen. I mean, doing cross country is just so much easier now. The money isn't there in the same way, but the logistics of putting on a cross country meet is just so much easier than doing anything related to football. It's 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 not even close. And also, I'm not sure if you saw the news report, but the WHO said it is extremely rare to get the virus from asymptomatic people, which is the whole reason we were social distancing in the first place was because you don't know who could have it. But literally well, they said, cleared that up. They cleared that up after because there was some confusion about pre-symptomatic versus asymptomatic. So I don't want to go, I don't want to go down that. I think that thing was worded sort of strangely, but uh, I will agree with you that we're finding out more information, obviously yeah, about the virus, which allows for some flexibility of like, okay, because think about this, Rudy Gobert tests positive in the NBA, and the entire thing shuts down, right? And and rightfully so, because at that point we we didn't know like where it was going or what direction it was going, and then you don't yeah. know the referees and the fans. And everything. I think what what's going to happen now is is people are coming up with plans for okay, someone tests positive, what's the next step to continue competing, but in in a safe manner. So even if there are positive tests they're not going to shut down an entire season, right? I mean, I, the NBA has protocols for that now too, right? Yeah. How wild would it be, though, in cross-country, number one runner, test positive, and then all of a sudden you go from like, hey, we can win to, nope. You know, because cross-country, yeah. there's a lot of teams that, you know, the difference between their number one runner and a number six runner who would basically be the change of points, diff change, is drastic. It could yeah. be 100 points. So you go from yeah, yeah. podium team to 15th. So yeah, that'll be wild yeah. if that ever happened. Anyway, but yeah. other news, talk about this um, new meet that's happening. I love when we get new meets. New meets are great. New virtual meets are even better. If you remember when they announced the abbreviated Diamond League schedule, Zurich was not on there. So they were one of the meets that did not have a in-person date scheduled. They are making that up with a meet they're calling the Inspiration Games, Gordon. The Inspiration Games. And what they're going to do, they're going to have athletes compete in three continents, seven stadiums, eight disciplines, 30 athletes overall. So a lot of this is going to be done virtually. And the one matchup they already teased – you ready for this one, Gordon? The one they already teased – a 150 where Shawnee Miller Weibo runs in Miramar, Florida. Allison Felix runs in Walnut, California, where that's the site of Mount Sac. So I'm guessing she'd be running at Mount Sac. And Munjinga Kambunji runs in Zurich. She's a bronze medalist in the in the 200 from 2019. And uh, that's the that's the that's the rundown there for for the Inspiration Games. Now it says seven seven stadiums so and 30 athletes so i'm guessing that means some stadiums are going to use 
be used more than once, or maybe they're going to put more than one athlete in some of these events at each stadium. I mean, I'm just going to say did not inspire me. For <laughs> one big L on the name because who calls a track meet inspiration games? Who are we inspiring? You am I really supposed to be inspired seeing uh Allison Felix run a hundred and fifty himself? And Allison Felix, who like has definitely said goodbye to the two hundred a long time ago. So one fifty is even more of like this ain't my thing anymore. I, I don't know. It is boring. I don't, I'm not gonna watch this. I am you I don't you even, said I'm before not, you I refuse you Would said I before watch you watched well, you know no 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 hold on hold on you, you're you're shooting down every single idea here and and in terms of the name you didn't like you didn't like the impossible games either and now you don't like inspiration you just don't like the letter i i think there's something with that letter that rubs you the wrong way before you, you said you didn't like garden clashes okay that's fine you don't like garden clashes but you also you said you'd watch like a time trial between two different people so I'm what if you watch had Allison felix run 150 meters boringest thing to ever watch i'm sorry she's not going to no, no. do anything it... 150 meters is an event for like sprinters. Allison Felix is a physical now. And she's not in her prime sprinting. Like Allison Felix, when she was winning 200 meter medals, maybe that'll be more, more fun. But like, well, but, but the whole meet, you, you don't know the whole meet. Like what, what if Fred there's Curly? Like what, Matt, would you enjoy watching Fred Curly run 150 meters? You'd be like, this is stupid. I want to watch Fred Curly run 400 meters. You're focusing too much on the names for one specific event and not enough on the overall inspiration from this meet, Gordon. I think that's the problem here. What if there's a mile? What if there's a mile between Centro, Ingebrigtsen, and Chariot? Well, they're probably going to do a mile. They're that. probably, they're probably going to run 1,100 and be like, ooh, this is a new event, 1,100 meters. It's not a 1K. It's not a 1,200. That's what's going to happen because none okay. of the, the athletes are only doing it. They're just, they're just being paid, hey, how, what can we get you to do they're not going to train for it shawnee miller owebo is not going to do is literally going to show up and sweats oh okay i gotta run 150 run it she's going to stride it it's going to be glorified strides yeah. pretending to be a track meet and well, these international athletes are going to basically fleece the zurich diamond league uh event directors <laughs> for appearance fee money it's like wait all That's i gotta do is put about. a webcam on my track and run 150 meters, and you'll give me 10 grand. Done. Sign, seal, deliver. I'm going to eat a burger before. I'm going to drink a milkshake after. I'm going to go to the bar later on because I ain't caring about racing until 2021. That's what they're doing. They are fleecing these meat directors. I'm just well, hold on. Hold on, happening. though. Don't they need to get some reps in if they're going to run this abbreviated Diamond League schedule in August, September, October? Why, why not? Why, why not? Rep? This is 150 meet? meters, Kevin. This isn't a, this yeah. isn't a rep. Yeah, it's longer than the 100, shorter than the 200. Look, you're getting fixated on the distance. Just say hypothetically it's a 200. Who, who, cares, about, who cares about the distance? I think, well, I think I they'll take it seriously. I care about the distance. I think they'll take it seriously. Look, Would okay, you get here, excited I'll give you a Kipchoge run 60 meters? You'd be like, this is stupid. Actually, I would Kipchoge watch. Kipchoge run 60? 60 I would watch. I yeah, that's watch a terrible take on your part. That would be fun to watch. But watching Kipchoge run like a, I don't know. I, I bet you. I just want to see him run. Wanna, I want to see I him run. run in, I want to see people I bet run. You they run in flats. I bet you they run in flats. Okay, I'll give you the chance now. I'll give you the chance now. You're creating your own inspiration games here. So they have come up with this this idea. Spans a bunch of different continents. 
30 athletes, different events, different stadiums. We know one matchup, Midler Weibo, Felix, Kambunji. What would you like to see? If you could program one event or change even the structure, how would you do it? I mean, I would want to see Paul Chalimo race Lopez Lemong. Okay. What distance? In a 5K. Okay. And what I would want is I would want Paul Chalimo's teammates to rabbit him, and I want Lopez Lemong's teammates to rabbit Lopez. So literally it's like a team effort to try to get their guy the victory. And basically you give them like two or three rabbits, two or three rabbits along with Chalimo or, or Lopez, whoever wants. So it's like a team competition and mm-hmm. they are trying to, uh, you know, run a 5k uh, or 3k, no, a 3k, 5k may be a little long, uh, no, to get, get the rabbits involved, make it a five. That's what I want to say. Okay. But see, I see the inspiration games as a step to get to that point. I like your idea too, but I think both of those things can happen. What you're saying is basically what they're going to do. This is a step, man. This is like a crawl. <laughs> hey, dude, a, 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 a month ago, a month ago, I didn't see. I, I, a month ago, I didn't think we were going to see any sports like for track. I, like I didn't think we were going to see meets. So this is this is. I'll, I'll take it. There's a very low bar I have to clear. But what you're talking about is. With the impossible games, although that's different, they're scoring the first three. You, you want a one-on-one matchup where a team tries to just pull one guy to a fast time competing virtually against another guy, right? Yeah, or you could do like a relay, like do Bowerman versus ADP four by mile. That would be something fun mm-hmm. to watch. So there's like a baton involved and just like boom, boom, boom. The only negative okay. thing is virtual racing isn't isn't going to be – isn't there's – it's just you – you're just it's not that interesting it's virtual racing gonna, it, yeah well you don't know like who if you're winning or losing you're just going and like oh did i win oh i didn't oh okay well i didn't win because i didn't know if i was winning look mm-hmm. every athlete after all these races isn't going to be disappointed like virtual meets is the epitome of ex- global exhibition like it's not yeah, 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 no, like a person any, it's when the person loses and they really don't care because they're like, whatever. You know, yeah. that's, well, look, you want, you want to be something on the on something at stake. You want pride. Yeah, well, that's why I think Chalimo and Lopez, I think Lopez or Chalimo losing to each other, they'd be pissed. But Allison Felix goes out there and runs a 22nd one, uh, 150. She'd be like, whatever. I think she'll go, fa- think she'll go faster than that. I'm just going to predict that right I now. Know, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will bet you with that one. I think the whole point is the whole point here isn't to have the, the world's most impactful, important high stakes meet. I think the important the the thing that they're going for is just you get to you get to see people compete again or at least run again. So, and I think there's some comfort to that and some enjoyment of just like watching Shawna Melawebo run again because she's one of the fastest women in the world, and you just get joy out of seeing them run. Is it the exact same thing as the World Championships? No. And it's not pretending to be. I think it's more just you get to see everybody. It's like a like a celebrity golf tournament almost, right? You're just you're seeing yeah. golf being played and and it's just like fun to see people out doing something that we've enjoyed them doing before. That's all it is. Yeah, I just get annoyed when these athletes do off event races and they do it because of pride. Because 
you don't want to put yourself in your marquee event because that gives you the opportunity to be like yeah but that's a different yeah yeah that, that's to, a different to story, lose though, in your marquee event you, like that's why like when i do the bodice boost the bodice the boston boost <laughs> games that's why noah lyles is running like a 76 meters or something like that he's like okay yeah. cool like because it allows the stars to lose and not feel like they lost and i don't like that i don't like it when we give these little cookies to stars be like hey it's okay to lose because it wasn't your real event you know when Cindy mclaughlin goes out there and runs a 500 on an indoor track against literally people who would lose to d3 ncaa athletes like i'm not sure if you saw two years yeah. ago Cindy was racing against like it, it's just like yeah. it's not real, and we yeah, but you, you're, real. you're I don't know you're 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 pulling in another issue that's separate from this. That's a pre-pandemic yeah. issue, and that's going to be there after <laughs> the pandemic. And there's plenty of time to argue about that. I think in this case, there's a finite amount of stars you want to bring as many of them in as you can. And Felix is more of a 400 runner. Shawnee Miller Weibo is more of a a 200 runner. But you want them both to be quote unquote. So they meet halfway against. at 150. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. And they, but then you also want to bring in Kambunji there, who's a, a 200 runner. I, I, you make all these accommodations, but that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is just to see them out competing. I want to see the rest of the field, though. I want to see who else is running. I want to see if they took your advice here and 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 cooked up some some rivalries, found some people who really wanted to beat the other people because maybe that would be the thing. That would really get him going, but I'm not using this as a instrument of of change, and as this is what's wrong with the sport because we're playing obviously right now with not as many cards in the deck as we normally do. But I'm with you in general. I don't, yeah, I don't like seeing the street meet 150s. I'd rather just see people run 100 or 200. I get that. Yeah. All right. Do you want to simulate right. the 2020 championships? That, that, Speaking of yeah, real let's things, let's. So I mean, we. Uh... Last weekend was actually the weekend of NCAAs because uh, I was seeing on Twitter a bunch of throwbacks. Was it? To, yeah. So last weekend was the same dates of a year ago. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of wild. So it's we did the men. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think about how, like, we literally – this is when – there's literally an alternate timeline where, like, NCAAs is happening and we're a week and a half out from the Olymp U.S. Olympic trials. Like, that's just, like mm – -hmm. It's so weird. I feel like that timeline exists somewhere. We just don't like. I think in what do you mean? Infinite universe. In an infinite universe, there's infinite number of Earths. So there's infinite number okay. of things that can happen on all these infinite Earths. Therefore, there is an Earth where there's still a Flow Track podcast. You are still working at Flow, and I'm working at Flow. And there's this NCAA's. And actually, I heard you had a portal to see what happened on that timeline. And so we're just going to say what would have happened in this alternate timeline for the NCAA Women's Championships. Is that on, what we're doing? On Earth. Yeah, on Earth. On Earth, too. Well, that got really deep. I was going to ask Elon to pipe in some X-Files music there if you went any longer. Earth, too. Down that How do you want me to do this? You just want me to run through the highlights again, like I did for the men? Yeah, let's start. Let's start. Yeah, let's start the 100. Okay. The 100? So this was... How's that going down? Well, this was, this was tough. And again, a lot of this was, you know, you... You look at what happened in my simulated indoor meet, which again was officially uh, binding results that I in inputted them manually into TFIRS so people cannot change them. Um, it's called the virtual championships or the simulated championships. Uh, 20 Chateri won indoors, and then she goes back and, and wins it outdoors in the 100. 
the 200 200 was interesting because Angie Nellis redshirted indoors. Did she simulate outdoor redshirt as well too on your on your view of Earth too, or did she run outdoors? No, she ran. She ran. Okay, well then obviously she won. She won. That was the she was the biggest favorite there. Uh, and then to I, wrap see, I up, I this, didn't see that. You you're on the wrong Earth. I think you're on Earth three and Earth two where this actually did happen. Abby Steiner of Kentucky. She actually goes on to win. And uh, she beat an Ellis. She broke yeah, an Ellis's streak. She beat an Ellis of three hundred. Oh, wow. Not. I'm just gonna. I'm. Just, I'm going. I'm gonna forebode or project. What's the word? Uh, I don't know. Preview? Keep What's saying words. For, I don't. I'm foreshadow. Forecast. Foreshadow. That's the word. Thank you. Foreshadow. Steiner makes the Olympic team. She gets third. Wow. Well, so. we're not to. We're not to simulate in the trials yet. Please don't give that stuff. Away, that's okay. not good. Uh, and then Tania Marshall won the hurdles, the high hurdles. Anna Cockrell won the low hurdles. Again, no surprise. And then in the 400, I had Alexis Holmes of Kentucky winning that race. Disagree? Yeah, agree? Happened. Anything there? I agree okay. with that. Was all, it fast though? It all wasn't that fast. They, were, they ran like 51 low, so it wasn't that fast. Yeah. It was gets, actually gets the first. It was. It was the first year in so many years where not a single woman broke fifty-one seconds in the four hundred. It was wild. It was well, do you, there was a big he- there was a big headwind that kicked up too. I don't know if you remember that right before. And also in this simulation, you left after the first day to go to the beach, just like you did last year. So thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love the beach. Your vacation got your vacation got simulated on there as well too. Um, do you okay? Do you, is there anything else you want to know more about the the sprints? This is the big the big question. Going in at the start of the season, right? Can USC sweep everything? And well, U- USC broke the got, collegiate record in the four by one. Yeah, yeah, they won. So they won the four by one. They won the four by four. They won the hundred, the two hundred, and the four meter hurdles. The only ones they didn't win are the open four and the high hurdles. But they had people in there. They obviously had three women make the final of the four hundred, and they had uh, Chanel Brissett make the final of the high hurdles. So they, it was possible. It was possible for them to do it and a, a major accomplishment. They just couldn't quite get all of them. But I mean, spoiler alert, they won this meet by a lot, just like they won indoors by a lot. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else, but that's how the simulated championships it, ended. Sorry. Do you want me to talk about all the right. 800? What happened? What, yeah, that, 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 this is, let's be honest. A lot of people who listen to this podcast like distance events. So let, let's, let's break down that distance race. Okay, well, but this is pretty straightforward. Back. Yeah, this is a pretty straightforward race, though, Gordon, in the 800. Do you see it any way other than Nia Aikens winning, just like she won indoors? I don't. I mean, does Sage Herta get healthy? Mm. Come in. Take it. Yeah, she's run she did get 99. It. She did get healthy. She did not uh, take it. Aikens, actually, uh, she breaks two in the final which was big. Carly Thomas from Washington, the freshman, she positions herself as the 2021 favorite by, by running well and getting second. And uh, Danae Rivers also in the mix, but Aiken's just on another level, an amazing season for her. She puts herself in the Bowerman conversation, the simulated Bowerman conversation because she wins indoors and outdoors. And also, also again, not going to get ahead of myself for simulating the Olympic trials, but, Definitely 
somebody who could get that third spot for the Olympic trials in a, in a, in a competitive rate, you know, you got Raven Rogers, you got Ajay Wilson up front. Hannah Green is right there. Sierra Brown's right there, but Nia Akins is in that group right there who has a chance if everything breaks right to get that third spot, but don't want to get too far ahead. So you have, so you have her winning with a sub two in the, in the final. Yep. Yep. Breaks two so in that's the like final. Raven Rogers. That's yeah. Raven Rogers she's like her freshman or sophomore year. I mean, Akins is great. And as I mentioned before, when we did the track and field draft, I picked her really, really high up. Just look at how much she's improved from, from high school to college. She's in a, she's an ascendant. She's an ascendant talent. And, uh, you know, indoors, she she held off Danny Jones, who was trying to do the the crazy mile eight hundred double. But Jones got that mile indoor title, which was title number forty four for Danny Jones, I think indoors uh, or to overall. But Gordon, Gordon, so this she doesn't have an outdoor fifteen hundred title, which is crazy, right? So so entering this meet, she's got an indoor mile title, an indoor three thousand title, an indoor DMR title. A cross country title, an outdoor five thousand title, and she gets obviously her outdoor fifteen hundred title. So that's was that number seven if you're including individual titles there. She tries to get in the steeplechase and ten thousand just for fun, um, but is but is uh, they they heed caution. Mark Wetmore's like no no, no let's let's kind of let's pump the brakes a little bit here. But she's able to get the fifteen hundred title there in her last race. Who was battling Danny Jones for the win in that fifteen hundred? Like, who was on that home stretch? Uh, I was Orton, Orton and Jones broke. So remember last year, uh, you weren't there. You were at the beach, but there was a really good women's fifteen hundred at the NCAA meet last year between Sinclair Johnson and Jessica Hall, where they just basically ignored the fact that it was a hundred and something degrees on the track. They threw the, they took the temperature of the track, they took the thermometer, and they smashed it on the ground with their spikes and they just said, screw it. We're going to run really fast. And, uh, that's, and, and the favorite whole loss. Now she ran an insanely quick time. So she wasn't too disappointed afterwards, but those two broke away, uh, by that last hundred last one fifty, I guess you could say same thing happened here with, with Jones and, and Orton, but Jones was, uh, was, was too tough over that last stretch. So she gets, she ends her career with that 1500 meter title. Uh, and just, I mean, the range, right? So she's got cross country, she's got mile, she's got everything in between, pretty much. Just no, so yeah, she, mile to six k, basically. She, mm -hmm. she dominated that. Yeah, era. didn't or fifteen hundred. Didn't quite, didn't quite get the eight hundred, but uh, or the steeple. The fact that she or the ten k. Yeah, so those are the three that she couldn't get. Uh, disappointed that she couldn't literally do a clean sweep of every single NCAA title. You think if she went back in time, she would have just tried to do that? She would have just like plotted out her career of just, how well, do I get all think of about these? It. I mean, she might have been able to do that, right? I feel like she could have won it. I mean, 10, it would have been the hard hardest though, for right? her. Well, 800, I think, would have been the hardest. Who won the 10,000 well, two years ago? Two years ago, was that Eugene? That was Lachetti, right? Like yeah. beat Schweizer. Yeah. She's never steepled too. I mean, I mean, we, we, when you get down to the ten thousand, the eight hundred, and the steeple, you get down to the the extremes in the distance races, shortest and longest, and then you get into the one where you have to jump over stuff. So that's a, I could see why you'd leave those three aside. And I, I mean, Ostrander's been really good in the steeple too. So that'd be 
that'd be hard. Not to say that Jones couldn't have run with her if she had trained for it. Be awesome. But that's it. That there's like an an all time great high school talent that comes into college and tells coach, "I'm here for four years, five years. If you redshirt me, I want to win a title in every one of these. Like from 800 to 10k. Let's plan it out. Let's do my training so I win each one of these, and they mm-hmm. pull it off. That would be wild." That'll be fun. The anyway, I'm surprised you never. I'm surprised you never wrote an article about how Cesarek could have done it. Well, Cesarek, I mean, he 1500. He ran into Lawi Lang, and then by the, Cesarek would never do it because once they got to outdoor season, it was all about just five ten, get twenty points, and mm-hmm. continue on. Like he was yeah. never given the luxury of like, hey, let me do something for me. It was always like Oregon first, chess second. Yeah. So. Well, and get it, the idea of him winning an eight hundred, that might be a bridge too far. The eight hundred. I think he could have. I mean, Chess could have found a way. Some of those eight hundred, like what year when like Edwin Kemboy won, he couldn't. He could have beaten him. Edward yeah. Kemboy, excuse me. I don't know. Yeah. Not during like right. the UTEP years. Or Isaiah Harris here, but maybe somewhere in between. So what happened in so the, the five? five? The five. So the five. Janie Jones vacates that because she doesn't compete in it. But it's still a good. It's still a good field there. You got Kaladi. You got Izzo. You got um, the Haas twins from Minnesota. Um, I have I have Monson getting it done. A little bit of a payback from last year's outdoor season when she got hurt. So I have I have Monson actually getting the title there um, ahead of Kaladi. O'Keefe? O'Keefe was banged yeah. up in cross country. I think Ella Donahue Taylor- was actually the Warner redshirted. I, I simulated oh, a redshirt for Taylor Warner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Izzo was in there as well. 10,000, I mean, not very exciting, but Kaladi wins. The t- the ten thousand too. So n- not much drama is- actually in those in those distances. Am I missing something? Did I did I miss a a, a dramatic finish somewhere? Well, here's a question about the ten thousand because Carmela Cardema Baez is that her name? Mm-hmm. The Baez, athlete who got yeah. second to Kaladi, who got second to Kaladi last year in the ten k, but almost caught her. Does she yeah. do anything different? How does the race play out? Because it's basically them going up against each other again, rematch. She know now they have a year under the belt of knowledge of how they race. Does anyone do anything different? Does it play differently? Well, I think Kaladi is the one who makes the bigger leap. So I think the margin is actually bigger this time around because Kaladi's in a better spot. And that race was weird. I almost thought she lost track a bit of how far in front she was because the gap was so significant. And then it wasn't until the very end. And remember, she came back on her. Baez passed her. And then Kaladi's like, no, 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 no. So she had some she had some some uh, energy left. Those of you watching right now can see Gordon's arm because he's moving around his, his car right now. Are you okay, Gordon? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, okay, we're good. So, Steeple, do you want to talk Steeple? Yes, yeah, talk yeah, Ali Alexander went pro, obviously. Um, I have Hannah Steelman getting the win here. Hannah Steelman, really? who has since – who has since – do I have this correct? She's since transferred to Oregon? Is that – no, no. 
No, she's NC, NC State. State. Sorry, my apologies. My apologies. Yeah, Steelman. Steelman gets the win over Adva Cohen. What about Erica Burke? Erica Burke is. Did she have eligibility left? I'm not sure. She I did. think she did. Yeah, yeah, she she's did. in there in third. It's a good race. She's third. She gets third. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned before, in the, the hurdle races, Tania Marshall and Anna Cockrell win. So, then USC just blows it out. So, not the same drama uh, as the men's side of things. You could say a lot of the a lot of the same people who won indoors were able to prevail outdoors. Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked at the the stats on indoor people who win outdoors by event? I know not all the events are the same, but like, how often does the sixty winner win the hundred? And how often does the 400 indoor win the 400 outdoor? Do you have those stats uh, at your know. fingertips right That'd now? Be a good... Can you... <laughs> I don't have the stats at my fingertips. Uh, maybe okay. my, uh, my uh, other tips of my toes or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, my question is, does Georgia do anything crazy like in the field events to make it interesting? Because I'm looking at some of these field event athletes. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything special happens. Like, does Jasmine Moore, the freshman from Georgia, does she like become have like a huge leap that make turns her like the next Couture orgy? You know? Yeah, she wins, and they get the they get the long jump win there too. With uh, it's, it's Wisby. Do I is is that is that right there in the in the in the long jump as well? Yeah, Georgia does their thing in the in in the field events. It's just you're going against the USC squad that's historically deep in 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 the sprints i mean they're putting two people in the finals and in some cases three people and winning a lot of those finals it's just the the point total that usc racked up i think you have in front of you was uh mighty impressive in this simulated meet fuzz was very impressive <laughs> how did you how did you simulate this meet like did you have a a time machine or a a portal well to get to i I looked at what uh, what 538 did for they simulated the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments, and they used a hundred sided die and ran like a ten thousand simulations. Uh, I actually got a two hundred sided die because I thought you guys are cutting too many corners here. Like let's be a little bit more thorough w with our work. Um, yeah, cross reference Tifers, Tilis Depaja, your rankings obviously. Um, looked at workout weeks going back to to you know 2008 2009 found some common threads and this is what this is what popped out no actually when i looked at it it was hard to imagine it's hard to put myself in a different headspace than what was happening indoors and that's why i asked about yeah. how many times they repeat because it's it's like hard to imagine like nia akins not being good because she was really good indoors it's hard to imagine tania marshall not being really good like all these all these athletes, it's hard to picture like, oh, maybe they got injured or maybe someone was really struggling indoors and then turned around outdoors. It's just hard to envision that. Yeah, yeah and we also don't even know who truly was the best indoors, right? Because a lot of times the top three seeds don't yeah. win NCAA indoors. So like yeah. we are all protecting not just from indoors but from regular season indoors, which yeah, truly, yeah, yeah. you know, It'd be interesting to see if how the top three NCAA regular season indoor athletes do at indoors and then all go on to do at outdoors. I bet you mm -hmm. 
a low percentage of the top three indoor finishers, uh, like seeds, finish first outdoors, which is yeah. kind of crazy because crazy things happen, right? People go fast, things get tactical, you know, especially tactical well, races. The mile, like the the fastest people aren't going to be the always the ones who win because there's going to be someone who shows up has a kick out of nowhere that we don't know about, you know. So the indoor thing would have been interesting too, especially with the distance races, because it would have been at altitude. And then you would have gone to Austin for outdoors, which obviously not only is it not at altitude, but last year was so hot that they postponed the start of the men's 10,000. And a lot of those races obviously were just, were impacted by, by the conditions. So it would have been totally different. And I see your point too, with especially the sprints. And I said this with the men's sprints, but it's the same thing with the women's sprints. It's like, we don't know who those people were. Like you knew there was a, a couple names, like, you know, Anellis and, you know, Cockrell and on the men's side, you know, you know, Quincy Hall, but there could have been a breakout person who was sixth in the descending order list who went to Albuquerque and just destroyed everybody. And then just kept going outdoors of like, okay, that's, that's the person that's the, the new name in the track world. And we, we don't know who those new names are. And it's going to take a whole other, cause you know, sprinters aren't running during the fall. It's going to take a whole other, season you know we're not going to know that until you know next march really ncaa championship time unless somebody really goes off on a tear in the regular season but we're not going to know that until the next indoor championships yeah it's weird i'm really excited to simulate uh i'm not the trials why not that's gonna be the best thing i I thought I would like simulating things way more than i the more than i do it just makes me wish that there was actually like sports like actual track meets i don't know like it's fun but you just yeah you default to because you can never come up with some of this stuff like some of the stuff that actually happens in real life you couldn't even come up with because it's so like surprising right like look at i don't know like we have always talked about how good holly was but did we ever actually think that last year he was going to run the 60 and the 60 hurdles and do both like that was never in the equation. It was like, oh, he's going to run the 200 or he's going to like, if he's going to do different events, he's going to try to run the foreign hurdle. There's all this crazy stuff. But uh, the obvious thing was like right in front of our, right in front of our face. And that's just like, yeah. like you can't, it, it, yeah, it's hard to come up with something sometimes that's as unpredictable as, as what you see in, in the actual competition. Right. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, working in like like Ches losing alone. right like yeah. like you you never would have thought Ches like Ches would lo or Ches's end the end of his career you never thought that's how his career would end sorry keep yeah, going yeah i mean and you you always like it's kind of weird how like we it's such a, it's a sport that has this time variable right where you know mm -hmm. or mark like that is your your you can you are the fastest person in the season so a lot of times it's like your mind says you, if you're the fastest, that means you're the best and you will win. And a lot of times mm -hmm. that's true. But a lot of times that means absolutely nothing. And you don't know when it's true and when it means nothing. You can mm -hmm. take educated guesses that Ilip Kachogi having the fastest marathon time means that most likely he is the best athlete. Yeah. But there's always that day where like the best athlete doesn't win. And with so many events, you know, across multiple disciplines, you're always going to find, you're always going to be wrong somewhere, you know? And that's what's yeah. wild about the sport is that it never goes chalk. You know, Th I thought it was think like, about the, all you especially like, Oh, go continue. 
I was going to say, use this, use this example. If we had had what happened in 2020 happen in 2019. So basically the season is called off right before the indoor championships in 2019. Uh, and we simulated indoor and outdoor USAs and then worlds. Would any of us had Bryce Hopple being the simulated indoor winner? No. Or the simulated or the simulated outdoor winner or no. making the world championship team or getting fourth. Even if even if the season stopped after each one of those meets, we probably still would not have had him doing that, you know, replicating that next performance. Like even after yeah. U, like USA's, you wouldn't and you simulated worlds because worlds got canceled, you wouldn't be like, Yeah, Hopple gets fourth. No, I just said Hopple goes out in the semis because he's tired because he's run four hundred races this year. That's what I would have said. Right, like, yeah. it, like there was no reason uh, for him to continue to do what he did. It was, it was insane. So at the beginning, in one year or nine months, he went from a really good, like, collegiate runner to one of the best in the world. But he was not com- He was not popping up in conversations before that at all. It's wild how it works. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, especially Bryce Bryce Hopple. I remember, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's ever joked around with Bryce Hopple about this from Flowtrack's end, but I remember Bryce is like, because it was junior year he had his breakout, right? He started winning, because he could have came back for a senior year, right? Yeah. Right. So Bryce yeah. went in, Bryce is like sophomore year or late freshman year, where he basically was like a 148 guy who maybe ran 147.9 once, right? And like, you you were just like, oh, Bryce Hopple's gonna be there. He's gonna run one forty eight or one forty nine, and like, it was like he was like the prototypical. You're good. There's nothing sexy about it. You're good, but you're not great. You know, one forty eight is pretty is actually pretty good, but you know, when you compare it to a one forty four guy, you're like, okay, this is just another guy. And he was mm-hmm. just like a a prototypical. I'm just a really good college guy who might be like tenth in the nation or something like that. And yeah, then yeah. junior year, something happened, and he went from being, like, a notorious, like, 10th to 12th place guy to, like, winning literally everything and not just dominating college, but then showing that you could be internationally uh, a finalist and getting fourth. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. He went from, like, the average 148 guy to, hey, I can run 144 or 143 maybe. So Yeah. Well, and of all the seasons to do it, that one was the most unpredictable, the one that lasted that long. Same thing with same with Holloway obviously came in with a bunch of NCAA titles under his belt. But if you had said at the beginning of the year, Holloway's gonna win the world title, that would have been perhaps a bit of a reach. Um I mean, Nikki Hilt's making the final in the fifteen hundred, right? Like look at where she was two years ago. Her last year in college, she was so hurt, she like barely trained. Uh, and then within a couple of years, got herself to a world championship final. I mean, look how fast Krisha Swizer ran last year and into this year. Uh, I mean, like the, the the times that she's cranking out are are hard to believe. Check this Lopez out. Lopez Lamont. I'm just going to name people's Bryce names. Bryce Hopple. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bryce Hopple in 2019, his first race of 2019 was January, mm-hmm. January 2019, uh, January 18th. It was at the Kansas, yeah. Kansas State. Wichita State Triangular in Kansas. He ran, he won the 800 in 156.1, only winning by 0.5 seconds. Imagine losing to this guy who runs 156 by 0.5, and that guy goes on 
to be fourth in the world. <laughs> the guy who beat you by running 156 by half a second, <laughs> later, like a year later, it's like, yeah, you just lost to the fourth best person in the world. But that's like, like, Hopple's MO, though. That's Hopple's MO, though. He wins, right? He wins. It doesn't matter what the what the, the what the time is. He just figures out a way to win, and he eventually last year had the streak snapped, but still made the team and finished fourth. Which I know that's that's not going undefeated, but that exceeded any sort of expectation anybody had for him last year. So that's why simulations are hard because that stuff it just seems like you're making up random stuff. If if you would have said that, you'd be like, all right, cool. Are you on the Kansas payroll? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, the win- the winner of the triangular meet who wins the mile in four sixteen by point two over just another four sixteen guy goes on to get fourth in the world. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. Pretty crazy. All right. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Tomorrow coming up, you're gonna get a Gordon Lincoln episode. Who knows what they'll talk about? Who knows how good the internet will be? Who knows what parking lot Gordon will reside in? There's just so many unanswered questions, Gordon. I think it's great is I've been to this now parking lot three or four times and the same spots always open. This corner <laughs> spot has the most shade. So I feel like All I right. should set up camp here. Maybe I should just get buy a McDonald's parking pass or something like that and just live here or something like that. Get, get a, a whole like temporary, at the McDonald's parking lot. Get a whole like like temporary studio there with like a banner behind it. Like do the whole Yeah. Do the whole uh, radio row, like for the Super Bowl. R- really embrace it. Have re- get headphones that are three times the size, uh, and 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 get get some signage out there. I like it. Maybe maybe we get McDonald's to sponsor it too, so they can pay for everything. And then, yeah, it's, if you see me like eating a Whopper in the next podcast, you know, oh, not Whopper, a Big Mac. I'm, I'm already. I just, I just lost my sponsorship list right there. If you see me eating a Big Mac, uh, that means I'm getting sponsored. So. <laughs> When's the last time you ate a Big uh, Mac? Oh, oh, actually, I think I know the answer to this question. The last time I ate McDonald's, really? remember when we went to Birmingham for NCAA indoors, and I got you were incredibly sick, and I was incredibly sick, uh, and you guys went out to dinner, and I said I'm like too sick to function. Can you guys just bring me back something from wherever you went to dinner? And you went to dinner somewhere else. And I guess you must have forgotten because Lincoln brought me back McDonald's because you guys made a stop at McDonald's. And I was so out of it, but also so hungry that I ate it. And I, I'm, I don't know if it was a Big Mac, but it was definitely McDonald's. And I remember thinking, why did he buy me McDonald's? I was very appreciative because at least he got me something. But it was, I was very confused as to why he brought me a bag of McDonald's. And I, I ate all, all of it. So that would probably be the there's last time. Cra- there's something crazy about McDonald's. I remember eating a McDonald's burger – when I was 10, and it was the greatest thing ever. It was literally candy, gold, platinum, all those greatest things in a sandwich. But then when you eat at the age 30 or 32, it does not taste like that. It tastes like just cardboard and bland. What happened? Why did it taste so good when we were 10, but then 20 years later, it doesn't? Did Did the quality get worse, or did we just, like, develop? taste buds or something i think that's the latter i think you just your your palate is exposed to to so much more i'll tell you what though when i was sick it tasted like it did when you were a kid but again <laughs> i was initially conf- i was initially confused as to why 
Lincoln handed me the bag of grease, but I, it tasted amazing because I had not eaten for several hours. I don't remember how, I don't remember why I was sick, but I remember you had, you got flu medication, right? You went to get Tamiflu or something. Yeah, it was bad. You were throwing up. It was tough. It was a tough time in Birmingham. Yeah. I got COVID before COVID was cool to get. So yeah, like two, two years ahead of time. Maybe that was ground zero. The Birmingham indoor championships of 2018 or 2019, whatever year. I get sick so much because I'll go, I'll go back and I'll listen to interviews and I'm like, who's doing this interview? And it's just me, but I'm just so congested. Like once out of every three trips, it feels like I'm sick or I'm doing commentary and I'm like, NAU is on the line here. Let's see uh, who Mike Smith has rolled out. (laughs) It's like, what is going on? And I just, the travel must just put me in a bad spot. But Birmingham was especially bad because my ears were so plugged. And when you're in like an indoor venue like a loud indoor venue and your ears are congested it's 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 quite disorienting so um i don't know if the mcdonald's was the thing that sparked it and got me back but uh it was it was better and the airbnb remember airbnb was like two rooms yeah like six people with zero (laughs) chairs there was zero chairs (laughs) in the airbnb that's kind of impressive zero chairs in in a house is just like the most fascinating thing ever hey we never advertised chairs all right that's extra. <laughs> Who would have thought right. you need a checkbox chairs as like a thing for a room? Anyway, they had it had tables, it had beds, but no chairs. It's wild. Yeah, it was. So it's, it was strange. It's June 9th. We are 30 days away from June, July 9th, which will be the Inspiration Games, a track and field event that Kevin is salivating for. Meanwhile, I'm in. I will. I I'm not in. It's gonna take me a few more pods to get in. So okay. maybe the release more you. of the field. I'll I'll, I'll talk you into it. All right. Thanks to Elon for producing. Thanks to you, Gordon. We will talk to you guys next time.